you missed an opportunity to say three, do, one. Record. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be a better name than Potty Do, Where Are You? Which is the name of this podcast. podcast. I thought this was the Supernatural podcast. Scrappy Do, Where Are You? Supernatural? What is that some kind of show that came out after the 1960s? Because I do not acknowledge those shows. <laughs> if there was a Scrappy Do show, though, I hope it's gritty. And like dark, like the dark night, but <laughs> scrappy do. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, hello and welcome back to Potty Do Where Are You, the number one Scooby Doo podcast on the Legion of Renom Network. I am stuffed in a coffin and looking horrifying on a kid's show, and sitting next to me is. Uh, this is Dean from Supernatural here on your podcast. Oh my gosh, you're even more handsome in person. Thank you, Winston. Don't ignore the fact that I'm a skinnier white man with shorter spikes. <laughs> Along with us. I'm Clark, um, and uh, I've been writing this shit for 13 seasons, and now I'm really forwarding it in. Are <laughs> <laughs> you a Scooby-Doo writer or a Supernatural writer? <laughs> <laughs> Who call me? Who call me? I'm Tony, and we all know that the Supernatural doesn't exist. It is. Looks at camera. Um, I'll prove you wrong. The CW, after all. <laughs> so, normally we are just a Scooby Doo podcast, a pure Scooby Doo podcast, the only pure one left, as I like to say. <laughs> that makes it sound weird. I didn't mean anything weird by that. Uh, but today we are covering not only A Night of Fright is No Delight, season one, episode 16. But the Supernatural season thirteen, episode sixteen, <laughs> Scooby Natural, in which America's favorite ghost hunters are sucked into the Scooby Doo world and help them solve a mystery. Okay, uh, yeah. So, uh, Winston, uh, I only have a passing knowledge of uh, Supernatural, seeing two episodes on accident, one on purpose. Tell me, <laughs> uh, what is this show? that I just watched? Uh, Supernatural is a long-running CW drama about two very... Five seasons. (laughs) About two very handsome brothers who travel across America stopping all sorts of supernatural creatures. Uh, Yeah, I believe the original showrunner had a five-season arc planned, and it was pretty good. And it has gone on a little bit longer than that, and the showrunner has left, and... They're kind of spinning their wheels. Is that why this episode <laughs> opened with a dinosaur attack? You know, to be fair, okay, I have never seen this show, and all I've heard was that it was like romantic novel, like smut with ghost hunting angels or some shit. Is that the impression and you got? It opened with a giant, quote unquote, plushy of a T-Rex attacking a man. So I was kind of okay with that. It threw me off my guard. Like, I was expecting, like, boiled up six-pack abs, and I got, like, a dinosaur hitting a dude with a hammer or something. I don't remember. Honestly, the show's become a joke onto itself, I think, at this point. Which is a good thing. Like, they meet a, a convention of fan fiction writers. Yeah. It, like, they break the fourth wall a lot. All, all the time, yeah. So I can hear both of you are regular Supernatural watchers, if that's no, the case. Season, no, Supernatural ended in season five, and that's, uh, that's the end of the show. That, that's, what happened. that's also where I jumped yeah, off. A, in the a, first a five seasons were good. amount of knowledge about this show. <laughs> One through five. <laughs> well, you watched five seasons of a show. We're not debating. We didn't watch five seasons. I only read the fan fiction on accident, I swear. <laughs> 
We only know the fan fiction up to season five. <laughs> yes. Anything um, past that is non-canon. So, Tony, um, tell me, I've only uh, watched 600 episodes of Scooby-Doo and two <laughs> Tell me, what does Scooby-Doo? Uh, he's kind of like Marmaduke, apparently. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I do agree that that was a very offensive thing to say. Uh, moving on, uh, there was a crossover episode where these two goofy shows met each other. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about it because... Uh, <laughs> we need to vent. Plot reasons. So jumping right in, we're <laughs> going to begin with the, the Scooby-Doo part, I guess. Because basically... I thought this was going to be an original Scooby plot because, you know, it's pretty easy to write it. The gang breaks down in front of, I don't know, a haunted roller rink. They go inside, some ghost of a disco dancer chases them. Turns out it was really the evil owner who was trying to you scare more people. You write that as fast as possible <laughs> <laughs> for the next Scooby-Doo movie. So, but they actually stole right from the Scooby-Doo episode, or went specifically into it, went into the plot. So we will cover that, and it begins with the Scooby gang aboard a creepy boat going towards a haunted mansion. On purpose, by the way. Yeah, they're no running out of gas at the last second here. Oh yeah, <laughs> right after that. Okay, someone's obviously got to take command of this ship that we're that we're going right now. Who who wants to be the uh, the guiding force in this this podcast? Uh, I I can. I, I, you know, Winston, you have not you have not led the led the team in quite a while in Scooby Doo podcasting. Usually, it's me. So, <laughs> welcome aboard, Captain. Uh, so, if I may go off topic really quick. Oh my God! You're fired! <laughs> fired! Fired! <laughs> in charge. Please, good at Well, I just want to point the. Uh, so the the gang is attending or going to this creepy mansion because there's a will reading. Scooby's old friend, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> no, not that one. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. Pause. Do you think they were making a joke? Or just thought of it? I feel like they were making a joke. The, you know, to be fair, how old this episode was, they probably were, like, really original at the time. Mm -hmm. They're like, you know... <laughs> Nobody's made this it, joke They before. were cutting edge. I think Spaceballs made that joke, too. When do you think Spaceballs was? When do you think this episode was? <laughs> when do, okay, it when was Star Wars? In a galaxy far, far away. I don't know if Spaceballs says that. So they're attending the will reading of Colonel Sanders, the recently Whoa, deceased stop, man. Stop, stop, mm -hmm. I gotta comment on the boat scene. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so my favorite character, Fred, just kidding. By the way, <laughs> sidebar, sidebar, Dean, every sentence he has until the very end is like me talking through that character. Chris, could you please underline see these three words I wrote? Chris is Dean, and that's why I said who I was on the podcast. In my notes, I wrote Chris is Dean, but I also meant like in every way but physically. <laughs> mostly in Fred hating. Yeah. That, is, that is what I'm known for as a person. Alright, now, back on the boat though, Fred picks up a newspaper they brought with them. Okay. Which says, like, Scooby the heir to the, you know, Confederate throne or something. Whatever. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. That, that made, me, made me raise some eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
anyway. Yeah, Colonel Sanders is not like I don't think he's an actual colonel. He's just really into Confederate stuff. And you might I, no, you might I, be like Winston's giggling. No, he's not. This is like really... okay. I'm gonna, I'll skip to that too. But anyway, so Fred picking this newspaper and literally just he's like he reads it in this tone like Scooby is heir to the Confederate throne. <laughs> Like, like he didn't know they were going to do that. Like, you know, they're all like that. They're all like talking like, oh, like, why are we? Oh my god, Scooby is heir to the Confederate throne? What? <laughs> not, not the Confederate fl- throne in general. Uh, yes, like, Colonel not, Sanders, the Buster Army. Davis Lee. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. But also, it was a different time. It was the 60s. But also, okay, we gotta assume this is the 60s, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. How old? When did the Civil War end? Like 1880? I'm not going to embarrass myself by guessing. <laughs> but anyway, late 1800s, right? How old is that Confederate colonel? Like, 200 years old? No, yeah, I don't think he was actually a colonel. He was just a dude who called himself the colonel and was racist. <laughs> you know, no, wait, no, I, Chris has a point here, right? That guy <laughs> might be 200 years old. That might be the big plot hook of this whole show that we just skipped over. He might just be old enough to actually be a slave-owning racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a mansion, it's a... Oh, no. You know, it's I, a plantation. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it was not. It was on an island. Oh, God. So I wrote, I wrote down this this thought. I was going to use it later, but I'll use it now. It is all racists don't collect con- Confederate memorabilia, but everyone who collects Confederate memorabilia is a racist. <laughs> so they are now, they they have now arrived at this mansion for the will reading. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you were going to take it again. Every line, I have something. <laughs> Just when Fred speaks. So at the will reading, we are introduced to three relatives of uh, of the colonel: <laughs> uh, cousin Slicker, cousin Simple, nephew Norble, and sweet cousin Maldahide. <laughs> uh, uh, traditional Southern names. <laughs> Well, he is a colonel. Uh, the, the colonel's lawyer, Coswood, Cosgood Creeps, a very creepy man, uh, is now again, does the will reading. Now the egg. Was he creepy <laughs> because of the name, or he named himself because of the name? We call that Vic, uh, Vin- Victor Von Dune syndrome. Right. Yes. We referenced that before, actually. Weirdly enough. Coswood tells the heirs that the only instructions from the colonel was to play a record. They play the record, and it's the colonel explaining in his racist voice... Uh, that <laughs> everyone is free to get the money, except you must stay one night in the mansion, and the mansion is haunted. Wait, hold on, I, we need to jump to the end real quick. It is actually haunted. It is actually haunted, we're gonna get there, but also a pause. That is not... The colonel actually wants that. That's not even a plan of the bad guys, who's a secret. Yeah. Moment, but that is his plan. I'm not really clear on what their plan was. It, it was to... To make it seem even more haunted. <laughs> to make it seem like threatening haunted versus floating dog bone haunted. Okay, well, I have a comment <laughs> on the Confederate money, and if anyone takes it, I will punch them square in the face. Alright, that is at the end, so we don't want to spoil where Confederate money comes from. It comes from racists. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the point that I was going to make. Right, but go, but go on, go on. Uh, so, the gang decides... 
Wait, hold on. I, had, I had a really someone I want to point out. So um, there's my joke of the episode is it pans across these these four heirs as he's listening up and he says, "And my old pal Scooby Doo." And Scooby just has this fucking look on his face, <laughs> like, "Yeah, that's right. You're competing with a dog. Probably gonna win too. I'll make it the episode art for this one. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, and and I got this from the wiki that. I, I don't know if I wasn't paying attention. Did anyone catch how Scooby and the Colonel were friends? Saved him from a lake. Okay. I want to see that episode. I want to hope that's an episode that's going to be one of the Scooby movies. Or it's already there and we haven't seen it. That's the KFC crossover? <laughs> like it was only available at KFC in the 90s? Uh, I can so, only imagine that Scooby Doo, you saved me from this lake. Uh, someday in the future, when I die at 150 years old, I'll leave you part of my Confederate fortune and the throne. That's a finger licking good idea, man! <laughs> someday within the future, within a dog's lifespan, when I die. <laughs> <laughs> I can, you guys ever see Wild Wild West? I can yeah, only assume unfortunately. this guy's like the bad guy of yeah, Wild uh, he's, Wild West. He spied her from the waist down. Yeah, I feel like Scooby actually saved an evil person. Like, he's asking people <laughs> just, Yeah, he's a Confederate general. It's a bad start. There's a reason no one was pulling him out of that lake. Yeah. Did someone... Did a hero, did a hero throw him into a lake? <laughs> no, someone stopped that dog. <laughs> We're Scooby finally free from, from that monster. Scooby sees a man about to be run over by a bus. Or, or. He pushes the man out of the way. It's 1940s Germany. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Even better, though, it, is Scooby eternal? Like, was it 1880? And Ulysses S. Grant punches this dude in the face off a bridge, and this guy is down there, and Grant's like, well, the Union won the war, and then this guy gets saved by Scooby. He's like, the South shall rise again! Leads <laughs> <laughs> to three more years of civil war. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for Chris, Chris's conspiracy corner. <laughs> Always my favorite yes. segment. And uh, so there's been all these Scooby-Doo spinoffs, like Scooby-Doo meets Batman meets the Harlem Globetrotters. I want a whole series where it's not him and Shaggy, it's him and the Colonel. <laughs> It's riding around in a van solving <laughs> mysteries. Ah, <laughs> uh, sir, there seems to be a clue here. That John Little fellow seems like a good egg. Scooby, you should uh, help him out sometime. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. He's like, oh, boy, I don't even want to go. I don't want to follow this thought. It's a great idea until I say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on though. So they do spend the night, and in the first couple scenes, Shaggy just offhandedly is like. By the way, I like took like three notes of the first half of this episode, but Shaggy's like, "Oh, I got a big sandwich and some fish food," and then he then the fish uh, looks angry. Yeah. And I feel what like fish? The hair barber writers were like killing themselves about how great of a joke that was. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he's eating fish food! Oh, and you're so glad, like, like high-fiving, like, yeah. Okay, that's all I have to say about that. First Colonel Sanders, now this. What? <laughs> we're, we're earning those paychecks. <laughs> so, so far, we are uh, good maybe 17 minutes into the podcast. We've explained uh, that they're in a mansion, that there's spooky... <laughs> Cousins of a dead racist 
that are all inheriting a million dollars if they stay in the house all night. And that that's the plot. And uh, it doesn't get any better from there. Whole <laughs> episode. No, we covered about two minutes of podcast. Go ahead, Lucy. Uh, so Scooby decides to use the bathtub as, oh, the, the boys and girls split up. That'll be important for our next yeah. show. <laughs> or do they? And uh, Scooby is washing up in the tub, as dogs do. And so there was that time when Scooby wasn't in the men's room. Interesting. <laughs> so this is, this is a, a fun trivia. This is the first time the gang has been seen in costumes that weren't normal. It's the first time they're wearing PJs. Outside of Daphne wearing a tutu in that one circus episode <laughs> all you guys remember for some reason. Yeah, lots of fan art from that episode. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <and> so... <laughs> Uh, a, a little little passage opens up next to the bathtub, and the tub opens, and Scooby-Doo falls down a passageway where he sees a horrifying phantom. That basement only leads me further to believe that this was formerly a plantation. I just want to bring that up. That is horrifying down there. It's full of coal? How old is this house? Does it need coal? I, I want to think that it was like a Confederate stronghold. <laughs> <laughs> Sanders, you are the final line for Southern values. <laughs> Your whole Southern, Southern values like clean coal that is real, and you don't, <laughs> don't you dare disagree because that's what coal is. But General, we're in Nevada. How's this? What's this got to do with the South? Don't you worry about. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk, we don't know where the fuck they are. Where is this some sort of mansion? The South. <laughs> Were you not paying attention? I, I'm imagining Georgia. It was I'm some of the most southern boy. I'm in Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> Last bastion of true southern. <laughs> if, uh, if you, if any listeners live in Vermont and you're a racist, please write in. <laughs> you don't want those letters. Take the fight to the really. No, we don't. Please stop being don't a racist. Send us those letters, please. <laughs> we really don't want to read them. Winston, maybe. No, I don't. Stop being racist. Winston. Alright. Only if you put it under a five star. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Winston, continue. Potty dude. Where are you? Does not need it that bad. Uh, so Scooby falls. He sees a scary ghost. He escapes, and no one believes him because the bathtub is looking normal. And why would they believe him? They just meet a monster every week. By the way, not explained. No. Never explained. Yeah, there's no reason to be a tunnel to the basement from the tub, the tub except for a good time. The tub was bolted down and had a drain, and Scooby checks that, and they never explained that. Oh, I thought the whole floor went with it. No. It's just no, some I very, really very looking. odd fetishes, that's all. <laughs> Welcome to my sex mansion. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, I want you to get in that tub. I want you to bathe all that dirt off your body. I want you to vacate the tub, and then you give me the signal, and I will pull the dirty bathwater onto my person. Understood? <laughs> all y'all gonna stay the night in this house, all right? Because I'm dead. Wink, wink. Definitely not looking at you through paintings. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you mind them shifty eyes, boy. <laughs> it's, it's all, it, all, it all goes, it's like a circle. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, 
Why is all this Confederate money stuck together? <laughs> the South ain't all the only thing that rising in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead, take your share now. Just take it real slow, like. <laughs> No, Clark said also. Clark, go ahead and make your southern accent joke. (laughs) Oh, I don't got one. (laughs) Uh, Apologies to our southern listeners. We realize uh, not all of you are pitching on (laughs) named Colonel Sanders. (laughs) (laughs) I won't agree with that statement. I believe all southern people are Colonel Sanders. (laughs) Just all hyphenated names. Colonel Sanders Johnson, Colonel Sanders. Sanders. If you're Colonel Sanders, write in. Give us a five star. <laughs> if you're the real no, life no, risen from the no, dead, no, Colonel Sanders. Right here. I would love that. The clock chimes midnight, and the green phantom appears in Cousin Simple's room and stands over his bed, ominously laughing. The gang wakes up to find Cousin Simple gone. On a dusty mirror nearby, a menacing message reads, The first is gone, the rest will go, unless you leave the island and row, row, row. Signed, Phantom Shadow. Okay. That is exactly Martin what I want to mention. <laughs> he signs it. That's so weird. I, like, watch a horror movie where the ghost signs his name at the end, just to make sure it's official. Yeah, the, the no, any no. kind of monster loses any intimidation for me when they rhyme. It's a lot like <laughs> Phantom of the Opera. You're like, whoa, who's this dude with the fire and the mask? And then he starts singing. You're like, oh, you're just, you're just a guy. <laughs> it's a dude! Uh, but anyway, also, Phantom Shadow seems a little redundant. Uh, <laughs> Signed, the, the spooky ghost. If you call this up the Phantom Ghost, that would have been about equal in my book. Which again, same thing. Phantom Ghost. <laughs> the Phantom well, I'm ready ghost. to go home for the night. How about we just call it the Phantom Ghost? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the ghost. The ghost. Ghost. Yeah. So the gang decides to rig up a dummy of Scooby-Doo to catch the ghost when he comes to grab Scooby, assumably to murder him. Uh, Scooby and Shaggy are going to hang outside on a drain pipe because they're cowards. And suddenly the ghost appears on the floor above them. Can I say Nalma's quote? Yeah. (laughs) This... This dummy of Scooby looks perfect, just like the real thing. It does not look like the real thing. It does not at all. (laughs) What does the dummy look like? I imagine like Scooby-Doo, if that's what they're going for. Well, like no, what was it made of? What is the dummy look yeah. like? Yeah. Oh, it's a watermelon with two carrots in its head. <laughs> that sounds that's like Scooby-Doo. just like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> that's, that's what Hannah, Hannah and Barbara based him off of. They said, I was at a farmer's market, and I, I saw this watermelon with two carrots. I'm like, what if that solved mysteries? Hannah Barbera is famous for uh, saving money on the animation. When they bring in a new animator, they... Uh, Explain to them that all the characters can be drawn with watermelons and two carrots. <laughs> Fred Flintstones is three watermelons stacked together. Yeah. Well, it's just an animation trick. It's really slick. <laughs> this was another moment where the Hannah Barber writers were like, high five, yeah, that's a perfect joke. <laughs> oh, man. Damn hippies. Because it was the 60s. Oh, man. Uh, so the the freaky phantom appears on the story above them and shoves the drain pipe loose. Velma attempts to help the guys by grabbing on, but of course is pulled out the window too. 
The drain pipe then swings the three down into a cave below the house. Hey, Winston, on that note, can mm-hmm. you explain the physics behind that pole flipping upside down to throw them into that cave? No. <laughs> the cave turns out to be a secret passage underneath the house. They find the fan- phantom shadow's footprints. How odd. How suspicious. That's the end of the mystery right there. <laughs> and decide to follow them. The footprints lead to a room with a collection of Civil War member. Well, the wiki says Civil War memorabilia. <laughs> Let me tell you, it wasn't both sides. Oh, it was just of, Confederate memorabilia. There's a lot of flags down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah yes. those are some Confederate flags. Welcome to my yes. Confederate sex basement. <laughs> <laughs> now put in this Lincoln mask. <laughs> They they continue through. There's a weird goof where a duck gets in a Confederate uniform and starts chasing them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that. they didn't make the whole ghost a Confederate ghost. Think how terribly this episode would have aged if they were being chased by a con- yeah, they Confederate could, soldier they the whole was, time. Even in the 70s, they were like, uh, <laughs> a little touchy. <laughs> a little touchy. <laughs> Today we're covering the weird band episode of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. They so, gave kids seizures like Porygon. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I don't know if I'm exactly on the right spot for this quote, but Velma takes a line out of Fred's book and uh, Shaggy's like, "I am not going to that fucking door." Like, no. And Velma's like, "Yes, you are. Be brave." Starts shoving him into the door, and he he's like. He's like, no, I might get grabbed by the ghost. And Velma, still shoving him, is like, that's a chance I'm willing to take. And shoves him <laughs> farther into the door. Yes. Like, everyone is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's been hanging out a lot. Or oh, wait, now you think Fred was the first, or was Velma the first? You know, I think she's a mi- manipulator. <laughs> she's like, she saw Fred as a goof who could take the fall. Ooh. So she doesn't want to be the villain every time. So she's just like, hey, Fred, you know Shaggy... Shaggy's... Could just run away and we could be safe. So she is the smart. Hey, you're right, Velma. Hey, nerd, get over here. <laughs> you know, I I, once we do more of these, I'm thing. actually going to have a good. I'm going to have a good Fred voice. What are you implying? There's one thing that that really bugged me about the supernatural thing, and we'll get to that very soon. But their depiction of Fred was so anti-Fred. <laughs> so, yes. not, oh, yeah, he was not Fred at all. Oh, I know, I know. Because I have tons of We'll get to that. that. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. They make it to the end of the cave and uh, fleeing the distant memories of racism, they take an elevator at the end of the cave upstairs. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Velvet also says she sounds one-off. As Shaggy runs away, she goes, Oh, no, you don't! You get back in there and get murdered like a brave man! Okay. <laughs> so, right, once that, of course. the gang all meets up, and they realize all the other heirs are missing, and Scooby is the only one left. Which is kind of spooky. In, like, a better show, that could be pretty dramatic. <laughs> and then a scary organ starts playing. They follow the sound, and they find, uh, well, an organ. <laughs> yes. Written in and an- this part, this part only only gives Tony's theory of a sex dungeon <laughs> because hey, check out this organ, baby. They start playing the organ oh, and the walls start closing in on each other. And then when a certain what kind of sex key, dungeon are you going which, to? <laughs> uh, which let's 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 not beat around the bush here. The the secret code was feed. 
It's a sex dungeon, guys. So they they type in feed on the organ, and the floor opens up uh, with a bunch of slides as they put feed into as the As sex organ. dungeons usually have? Welcome to my sex dungeon. I bet you didn't know that eyeballs weren't the only thing you could cut out of a painting. <laughs> My dick commissioned especially for the dungeon. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot, you f- the fellas decide to sleep in this room. Well, whatever, I ain't choosy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. God. <laughs> I, I, I demand to see fan art of that, please. <laughs> I want to get. I want a gif where it's like the painting, or it's like the Scooby Gang walks by, and then the painting it zooms in, then the eyes come in, it's all shifty, and then we pan down. <laughs> please, please no. no yes, send us these things. Shinkies indeed. <laughs> so playing the note, a trap door opens, as Clark said, and the gang climbs down to the steps to the catacombs, where they see the heirs inside coffins. Wait, 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 wait. We skipped right past the walls closing in on them. The walls close in when they played on the organ. Yeah, yeah. The yeah Clark mentioned it because I because I made fun of his sex dungeon I, fantasies. I do love that. Daffy. <laughs> Clark is. What kind of sex dungeon is it? In it, if I can't get crushed. <laughs> well, I do. I do love that Daffy says like. Okay, they're about to get, like, crushed to death. Like, that's clear, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely, the second that it stops... Why does the colonel have this? It's like, I don't like... I don't like these wild walls or something of that nature. Like, oh, oh, no. I don't like just musical rhymes. That's what that's what she's worried about, the musical rhyme. Not being crushed to death by two walls. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but go on. Okay, okay, so that is completely true. Now, they get to the basement, right... This is where they first meet the spooky ghosts. Um, now, one one important thing to note happens down here. They find uh, a coffin shaped like Scooby. <laughs> I, this is an intimidation tactic, we assume, to scare Scooby. Um, the other coffins open, and inside is a bunch of fucking corpses! Now... Uh, the one thing, one thing I will super agree with with the Supernatural episode, the Scooby gang had no reaction to seeing (laughs) these dead people. Zero. (laughs) They are so unfazed by the corpses. (laughs) That's very true. Well, we only met him once, so I wasn't really emotionally connected. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So the the ghosts start chasing him to hither and thou. And, uh, Winston. They start dance. They set up a record player and start dancing with the phantoms as they are prone to do. Uh, Shaggy opens the trap door and the phantoms fall into the basement. They all, the gang all meets up again and Velma notices that Shaggy has gotten green paint on his hand. The bloopers on the wiki uh, point out they did not actually put green paint on his hand. Yeah, I noticed that too. Uh, I don't know what that was about. Uh, uh, laziness. Again, again with the dancing thing. Uh, Hanna Barber writers were like, and then they should dance. Oh my god, we're geniuses! 
And the shaggy should be wearing Robert E. Lee's uniform. And the writers really didn't talk to the animators much, because at one point they... They have all these, like, wine bottles with the corks about to explode as a weapon. Oh and he says, God. don't fire till you see the green of their eyes. Also, yeah, but... Okay. What, their eyes are not green. Also, it's the only thing that's not green. But also, also, the wine bottles. We have to talk about these. Break it down. Shaggy, okay. Alright, for the listeners, this is an audio medium. They, they are surrounded by, in this picture, okay, they're surrounded by wine bottles. Surrounded. It's a wine cellar. It's a wine cellar, right. Scooby points at one particular wall for no reason, and Shaggy goes, Oh my god! There's some wine! Like, oh, not the ones around you, though, just that one wall. Okay, so they go back to the wall. There's like, hundreds and hundreds of wine bottles. Shaggy and Scooby, unclear, grab one wine bottle each on the cork, I guess? And then Shaggy says that line, like, don't find us who see the whites of their eyes. The, the greens of their red eyes. Right. <laughs> yes. I guess pulls on the cork of one bottle, which causes hundreds to fire. <laughs> they were all strung together. There was a, a string a hanging. As, as wine, as a wine usually has in a wine cellar, there's a string between the corks. I believe they were trying to imply the physics of one wine bottle exploding would cause the others to explode. I really think there was a string. No, they mentioned see- it on the wiki. I do, I do want to believe that there was a way to get them all off because this oh, is again, in the sex a dungeon, sex there's dungeon. <laughs> also, I misread it. It doesn't mention a string. I swear, I saw that. No, one. Your mind saw this yeah, I wanted to believe. I believe there was a string attached to one cork, and Shaggy pulling that one cork got, got them all off. Oh, you that think there's wine in these <laughs> bottles? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's in it? What's in it? Well, the curls used to getting them all off. You'll learn when you're older. <laughs> the curls been living on this island for nearly a hundred years alone. What do you think he's filling these bottles with? If you all spend the night in the mansion, you'll get your share of my secret treasure. <laughs> oh, I'm saving up for years. Oh man, he didn't even know he was like in trouble when he fell into that lake. <laughs> I I want to write the Scooby Doo writers of now. Like, please make an episode about that. Please, we need it. Oh gosh, I heard like the latest Scooby Doo show is really good. I've been meaning to check it out. I can't imagine he's friends with a Southern Colonel. <laughs> but if he is, please write in. You're not one of the edgy Scooby Doo cartoon that's coming out. Well, edgy. <laughs> I would use a different word if we're having a colonel friend. Um, so basically, Shaggy has green paint on his hands, and the gang realizes that it's this guy's in costumes, which they probably should have figured out earlier. Uh, Fred de- devises a trap involving fans, soap suds, a spring-loaded ironing board, and a washing machine. Uh, of course it goes wrong, but long story short, the two goons are thrown into a washing machine and unmasked to be... Hey, 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 Okay, please jump in at any time. We're shoving two shows into one episode, so we gotta go a little fast. Yes. There's one thing I do want to mention about this washing machine. One thing. Part of this... That's all you want to say. Okay. Part of this washing machine uh, trap is a fan. We're talking like a a 
like a small standing fan that you are to assume is going to blow back one or two full-grown men uh, and push them into washing well, machines. We've already established that fans can lift, like, a table with, like... <laughs> right. uh, it's true. Yes, in a future episode. <laughs> yes, in a future past episode. Whatever. <laughs> Point being, the fan fucks and turns around, and then uh, they fuck up the trap with the washing machine. So, the ironing board... But also, the washing machine somehow. Pause for one second. It also sucks the Scooby game forward when turned to reverse. Is that how fans work? (laughs) Oh, that ain't the first sucking that's going on down here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what? This is one of the sex sex fans. (laughs) Sex fans. Very expensive. (laughs) Luxury. Only the 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 rich can afford this. Only the 1% who live in Confederate mansions can afford sex fans. (laughs) <laughs> Scooby-Doo absolutely reverses the fans. No, Clark, stop trying to change the subject. <laughs> fans, <laughs> fans out there, if you... Fans out there? Yeah, fans out there. Sex you, fans out sex there. Sex fans out there. If you have a theory what a sex fan does, please write in. Or a diagram, or a blueprint, or a patent. No, this, we don't want those. This is a historical artifact, you see. This is the Confederate's attempt at creating a sex robot for the troops. <laughs> I just wanted to create the perfect sex robot. Perfect sex robot. Oh boy. Okay, so let's. The fan Scooby accidentally reverses it. The fan starts sucking instead of blowing, and then it it pushes and pulls a four a four hundred pound washing machine on top of an ironing board. Which Shaggy is now on top of. And a pilot of. The fan gets attached to these two things, and it starts flying. So, you now have roughly 800 pounds moving through the air with the momentum of this fan alone. Shaggy then says, as this is going, flying through the household, I can't steer this crazy machine. Of course you fucking can't, Shaggy. This is an ironing board with a washing machine and a fan. But then he follows this immediately by saying, we'll take a shortcut, and then goes to the underground in order to snatch the two goons. He also- so he can actually steer this 800-pound monstrosity of a machine <laughs> of a confederate sex robot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, my favorite part was when he like swan dives straight down with a washing machine. Like, you think he just like die. No, no, he pilots it and then pulls up. Yes. <laughs> he pilots it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, um, uh, they, they catch the boys, as Winston said. To summarize, inside the washing machine, uh, and uh, which it acts like a Pokeball, by the way. It does. <laughs> like it gets near them and gets sucked in. <laughs> you caught uh, Phantom Ghost. <laughs> Would you like to nickname them? Dick ass. <laughs> uh, can I can I reveal who it was unmasked be? Oh, yes, yeah, of course. It was a mess to be. It's someone we've met and someone we've never seen before. <laughs> the creepy lawyer caused good creeps and his unseen partner crawls. With, of course, Victor Vincent Von Doom syndrome. Victor Von Doom. Why did I say Vincent? Vincent Von Doom. Do you know Victor Von Doom's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> his uh, they were trying cousin. to... <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Vincent Von Doom Lee <laughs> Sanders. <laughs> Doom, Doom Lee sounds like an evil version of the fat guy from Pawn Stars. <laughs> <laughs> that's, quite a, that's quite a doomsday device you got there. Best I can do with $200. So want me to ring you up? <laughs> that was such a perfect amalgamation of Southern. Evil and Chumley. <laughs> I got my next D&D character. <laughs> so they unmask these boys. Uh, and sorry for, for taking the wind out of your sails. No, uh, totally fine. I got to create this war. <laughs> Scooby. Uh, Scooby wins the bet, essentially. He wins Colonel Sanders' secret stash. Clark, you uh, take this right now. I'll kill you. I'm finishing this line. Okay. He would. Okay, he wins this money. It's a million dollars worth of Confederate money. They say, oh, it's worthless. And then throw it away. No way. That money is probably worth double what normal dollars are because it's antique Confederate money. They mentioned that on the wiki. (laughs) It's for real. You could sell that money for non racist money. (laughs) I will. You know who would really want to buy that money? Racist. Doomly would really want to buy that money. (laughs) Oh boy, Mr. that's a big pile of Confederate money. Best <laughs> <laughs> I can do is twenty Confederate dollars. <laughs> oh wow, the General Lee's came to my store. Damn, I'm so excited! I'm a big old fan. Not so much the TV show, but of the heritage represents. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one important thing to note as well. Okay, so let's assume that in this universe, this Confederate money was, in fact, worthless. Impossible. Let's let's assume that in this universe, the Confederate money is worthless. Creeps and crawls, fully knowing what kind of money this was, (laughs) because because he's the lawyer, he has to see these these assets, they still try to kick these people out. Yeah, so that's true. I mean, the, the money is worth something, and Scooby did not take it. Creeps was in the right, or Creeps is in the wrong, and the money's completely worthless, yet he still fake murdered four people. Or, well, actually, do we ever see those family again? No, it, all it says is that they ran off, though there was no other boat or anything. Well, how yeah. did they get there? There must have been a second boat. But actually, what if, though, they weren't after the money at all, they were after the sex dungeon. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I just had that thought while Clark was saying that because they'd be too embarrassed to admit it. They're like, "Wait, so what? What were you boys doing here?" It's like, "Uh, we we're here for that racist money." Yeah, that was it. <laughs> oh, it's worthless. Darn it! Are you guys using that basement? <laughs> Seriously, who owns this house now? That was also on the wiki. It doesn't mention who was getting the house or the furniture; just the Confederate dollars. <laughs> Okay, so bone. real quick note. This has been A Night of Fright is No Delight. We're going to move on to the next part oh, of this episode. Well, real quick, we have, the house is actually haunted because oh, a bone right. floats by and Scooby's okay with it because, you know, delicious bones and he's a dog and <laughs> the house really was haunted and ghosts do exist. Okay. <laughs> uh, so saying? It's a bone because uh, yeah, it's a sex So we're going to move on to the next part of the episode here, but first off, I do want to make a shout-out to part of the wikia uh, in other languages. We're going to tell you the, the name of this episode in other languages. First up, Greek. The English translation translates directly to A Night of Terror is Not Nice. Next up, Hungarian. It says, Inheritance is No Delight. Finally, Whoa. in Polish, 
A million in inheritance after a scary grandfather. <laughs> you other languages. Oh, and if I might point out my favorite inconsistency possibly ever. None of Beauregard's relatives have a problem competing with a dog, or at least aren't very vocal about it. <laughs> Someone not only had this thought, but then had to take the time to make a wikia profile and log in the wikia and fill this in. And then an admin had to go, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like... Tyler Rolfe writes these wiki pages. <laughs> I, that's totally how I read it as. It's like, hey, I'm a Scooby-Doo fan, but man, this episode where they compete against Scooby-Doo, that's a little weird. <laughs> they dropped the ball. <laughs> yeah, All right, so, okay, ignore the right, fact right, that the please, whole Chris, Scooby thing is talking to him the whole time. No, I guess Sex Dungeon. Sex Dungeon, go. Uh, you can put in Carry On My Wayward Son, and now we begin Scooby Natural. <laughs> <laughs> so this this is based on this episode. If we didn't mention that, a night of fright well, is no delight. Fucking is loosely, but yeah, we're moving from it's, yeah. It's loosely based from on sex it. dungeon to sex yeah. angels or whatever. There is the no fuck sex dungeon <laughs> in this one. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas, are you more of a Dean or a Sam? Like in preferences, uh, not in who you are, because I know what you look like. <laughs> you're more of a cast. Oh, also, I, I want uh, Tony to, to tell us who Cass is, because I realize we're watching the show, I'm like, oh, Tony's not going to get that. I don't know, but Cass seemed like he had the plan, and apparently, like, Batman powers for some fucking reason. <laughs> Alright, yeah, Cass is Batman. Not far off. Yeah, that's pretty far off. Uh, Ca- Cass is an angel. A fallen angel, okay, or okay. just an angel? So he's a sex I, angel, I, I gotcha. See- I'm going up to season five. Sex oh, so, oh yeah, now he's definitely leveled up. The fucking episode starts and they're fighting this fucking dinosaur. A stuffed dinosaur, because I guess that's what happens in Supernatural all the time. <laughs> Each and every week. And they like, <laughs> the weirdest thing they fought, though. They, like, pin it down or whatever, and then they get out the fucking holy oil. Oh, yeah, they're going to get their six packs oiled up. You know it. You know it. This is what you paid for on the CW. T-Rex fight equals kick-ass. I have to say, having never seen this show, the special effects on the CW look like the special effects on CW. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So next, uh, after they defeat this T-Rex demon, the brothers are perplexed that a cursed item came to life and and actively attacked someone. That doesn't Apparently that doesn't usually happen. I haven't watched the show in eight years, so I kind of forget the lore. Uh, <laughs> the o- the owner introduces them to Jay, who is a local. I kind of forget a businessman. Business owner, pawn shop owner, I think. Okay, a local pawn no, shop a, owner. Oh. He owns he owns businesses like uh, he owns like a whole bunch of the downtown strip. Oh, that's it. That's it. And yeah. uh, and so Jay is kind of surprised. That these two guys just beat this T-Rex mascot suit that came to life. <laughs> but the brothers are rewarded with whatever they want from this pawn shop. Uh, I should point out, Jay is not the owner. The owner is a different, kindly old man. They'll come up later. And so Dean, being the party dude he is, he picks a flat screen TV. Which he then loads into his new man cave. Which was a jump for me, because eight years ago, they just lived in a car. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so jump in a time. The two brothers they 
Nothing, nothing <laughs> super so sarcastic. I am great. <laughs> uh, the two brothers now uh, turn on the TV and are sucked into the magical world of Scooby-Doo. Here's what you don't understand, is I think this episode is perfect in every form, so you're not going to hear me say it very much, except for the very end. Okay. I'm, I'm not one to disagree. I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's good. Once they are in there, they they find their trademark car. I was going to name the brand, but I'm not going to embarrass myself in front of Chris. I'm waiting for you to say it. It's a black car. It's a Dodge Carager. Okay, <laughs> driving, and they drive to the local malt shop. So I did remark that my my a major flaw that I have with it is it's too well animated. I wish they had. <laughs> if anyone is familiar with C Lab Twenty Twenty One. Okay, first of all, that'd be horrifying if they made it as ugly as this. That's part of the charm. <laughs> I don't think it is. So, Sea Lab 2021 was an adult swim show where yes. they used animation from a one season Hanna Barbera show called Sea Lab 2020, which was a very boring show about scientists living in an underwater city. And so, this adult swim show, that, like, it was basically a bunch of people working for Adult Swim realized they had the rights to it because it's through Cartoon Network and so they would just chop up the animation and revoice it and it like doesn't it looks terrible but it was so funny seeing like this bad Hanna-Barbera animation matching these insane stories of like I, I can't remember anything like a lot of it involved cults and radioactive monsters <laughs> bizarro people I, I'm yeah, bizarro people instead of Christmas they have Alva <laughs> it's like like you don't worship Alva? what is a cult? how dare you <laughs> okay. uh, gosh so, that's such a bizarre uh, so anyway they could have done that and just pieced in Dean and Sam with shitty animation I would have really preferred it and they, they have the animation already what were you saying? To be fair, Scooby-Doo has, like, been airing. <laughs> it didn't stop in, like, the 70s. Yeah, yeah. And this is just yep. the newest animators animating this. Yeah, I think it's... I thought this was going to be more like the, the WWE slash Scooby-Doo movies. <laughs> so this is, this is, this is where uh, Chris comes in, as uh, Dean uh, instantly takes the Chris route. Um, as, <laughs> so, like... Imagine you take Chris, right? You teleport him to Scooby-Doo. I'm Chris. <laughs> What's Chris that, gonna do? Like Chris is going to A, kill Fred on the spot, and B, try and go after Velma. So he Her didn't dad. try to kill Fred. I would never no nerds! <laughs> Clark, that's like the 15th uh, time you You're right, you're right. Daphne. Dean's all over Daphne. Sam is being a wet blanket. And it's like, I don't want to be here. Get out of here. What are we doing here? They head to a malt uh, the shop. Boys, yes. uh, go to a malt shop, and the gang's dancing. They see Scooby. He's like, oh, Scooby's great. So they're like, hey, there's a mystery. Let's go solve it. And, uh, yeah, they go solve a mystery. I guess I'm getting it. they're working on the assumption that they have to solve the mystery to get out of the television. Yeah, in a previous yeah, well, show, I they guess. had... Well, wait, wait, Tony, there is a... There's a precedent. Yeah. Uh, in a previous April Fool's episode, they had gotten sucked into... A, I believe they flipped flip between various TV shows? Okay, and the only way they were able to progress was by following the rules. 
Uh, much like a popular D&D podcast when they got trapped in a sitcom. I thought of that immediately once we were in it. But, uh, okay, so... Yeah, good time. Alright. I I don't know how far I was. Also, we're not popular. First of all, the the episode is almost identical up to the point where someone gets murdered, which is Cousin Simple. (laughs) Which is the best scene I've ever seen on a Scooby-Doo episode. So basically what happens is dude is, like, brutally, brutally murdered, like, decapitated. He's, like, limbs are everywhere. His body, his headless body is hanging from the ceiling. And the Scooby gang looks at this and just ignores it altogether and doesn't care at all. (laughs) Well, Um, that's a little bit further. He's the second person to die. Oh, yeah, the first, first person to die. Oh, yeah. just oh, and, and I, I do want to point out when they're uh, at the malt shop, Fred, who was reading the newspaper before in the boat, is now reading in the malt shop, and <laughs> like really De- Dean's like, "Hey, we just gotta follow this mystery, and we'll get out." And Sam grabs a newspaper, and he's like, "These aren't even words because it's animation; it's just squiggles on a page." <laughs> I also that was great. Dean oh, yeah. calls Fred a wad. Yeah, really wrote that down. He really <laughs> has the right opinion of Fred. Now, whoever created this episode clearly, after writing that line, was <laughs> no, like, "Wait Tony a second! You can't steal this for all of us." Wait a <laughs> second. Is Fred actually a wad? And they had to like retroactively <laughs> make him cooler throughout the episode than he usually is, just forcing his friends to do everything for him. We'll oh, talk yeah. more about that as we see yeah. it. That is the biggest, that is the biggest yeah. plot hole in this episode. Yeah. Fred is like Fred. a hero throughout this whole thing. Fred in any of the episodes is just like, a, oh, hey, uh, Velma and Scooby, why don't you go over there? I'm going to just lock this door real quick. Uh, lure them around or something. Okay, Velma or whoever. I don't care. And, and one of the girls, who cares? <laughs> I also like to reference one of our previous episodes of the Aquarium episode where Fred dresses Scooby and Shaggy in giant fish costumes with no leg holes <laughs> and tells them to run away from a ghost with a hammer. <laughs> well, it wasn't even a ghost, it was just a caveman. That's <laughs> a hammer. <laughs> okay, so it's very, very real threat. If I might paraphrase what Fred said, he just said, hey, go die. <laughs> Yeah, which making Fred in this one, he like tries to punch the ghost more than once. Like three times. Yeah, he goes yeah, name the- one Scooby Doo episode where Fred tries to do anything. <laughs> yeah, anything directly. Okay. That's that's a huge plot hole. So let, let, we'll get there in just a moment. Let, let me explain what leads up to that. So they find a dead body um that's been stabbed in the back. The Scooby gang looks at this dead body, they're like Looks like we have a mystery on our hands, which is very real reaction from the Scooby gang. I give the writers yeah. props. That they, was awesome. Whatever situation they find themselves in, they don't really care about the circumstance of that situation. Um, one thing that was weird was uh, that Velma said that she looked for fingerprints. That never happens. Uh, I do. I did once. Uh, she finger- She checked for fingerprints, realized there were fingerprints, and smudged them. <laughs> yeah, she goes, "Oh, there are fingerprints here," and then turns the knob. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I forgot oh. that. Yeah. So they also say fluids or something. Yeah, um, that was weird. Yeah, that, but they that go, is the only callback to the sex dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> the writers knew what they were well, doing. One big note. One big difference between this um, this episode and the actual episode is. The actual episode takes place on an island, which I feel like has much more real stakes than uh, Spooky Mansion. But uh, anyway, that's uh, everything's an island if philosophy's taught us anything. 
Anyway. Um, the- I also wrote down uh, when they're initially driving to the uh, to the mansion, Sam has a great line. Why do you hate Fred so much? And so I underlined that because I was hoping you would be able to snip that out and we could put it on a soundboard and every time Chris goes into his hate Fred <laughs> zone, we could that, that'll be our new segment, the why do you hate Fred so much zone? <laughs> even, that's, that is my second problem with this show is Dean does not hate Fred for the right reasons. Why does he, he what's the right Fred, reason? He hates Fred because Fred's so cool and Macy's with Daphne. That's pretty much the gist of it. That's true. Why I hate Fred <laughs> is because Fred tries to murder his friends on a regular basis. <laughs> Can we talk about we missed something here? There's okay. a fucking oh, cancer joke in this Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> There is. There is, oh, yeah, a there is blatant cancer joke in this fucking episode when Dean asks them, wait, so this colonel is dead, right? And then Fred looks at them and he's like, oh, you have the cancer. <laughs> it's just there. They just let that drop like nobody cares. I like it because it's so dark. Silence. I really like that, though, because they don't really explain how the colonel dies in the original episode. <laughs> Yeah, I, I also wrote down, I was jealous of the original Supernatural writers that they got to, like, this is a dream job to watch a Scooby-Doo episode and then make fun of it and get paid. It's kind of what we're doing, except putting in our own characters. Like, what is, like imagine Lenny and Muffins just being like, oh yeah, how'd the colonel die? Uh, cancer. Yeah, oh, the colonel died. He got his dick nothing caught in one funny. of cut-out paintings and died of blood loss. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, you know normal wear and tear. About it a whole lot. <laughs> he got crushed by his own shifting walls. <laughs> something about a sex fan. Something about a sex fan getting a little too close to the pit. <laughs> he got distracted during his sex fan. Came up right behind him. Oh god. <laughs> oh man. Um. Okay. So they they fuck around for a little bit. Um. Dean's trying to go after Daphne. Um, I, a little bit too think, aggressively from our taste. Then they way. meet the ghost. Yeah. Here's he the Fred wait. part. This oh, is sorry. the Fred part. Oh, please, Chris. Um, go Just, ahead. Okay, one comment on the, the Daphne and the Dean uh, plot line. Uh, Dean at one point literally just walks up to her and is like, hey, you want to sleep together? Yeah. It's really funny what she said. It's like, she's like, oh, boys and girls don't sleep in the same room. Like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> that was very funny. But okay, go on, Clark. Yeah, so they meet the ghosts. They finally meet the ghosts. All right? It looks just like the ghosts from the episode before, except animated well and sort of spookier. So this is something that never happens in the Scooby-Doo episode ever. So whoever wrote this Scooby-Doo Supernatural spinoff has never watched a Scooby-Doo episode because Fred jumps at the ghosts. So many problems would have been solved instantaneously if Fred literally tackled them. But Fred never literally tra- tackles his problems head on. That's Fred more of a scrappy-doo move. <laughs> Actually, three of you, uh, go grab the ghosts. I'm gonna go hide behind this door. Scooby and Shaggy on separate occasions attack ghosts. Like, Shaggy hits one with a tuba. Uh, Scooby, I think, like, growls at a few of them. Like, I think he dropped things on him, too. Fred never does those things. Ever. No. Mm-hmm. He makes plans. No, no. Fred just looks disappointed when other people fail him. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> supernatural writers, where are you at? Fred makes plans that doesn't work. You said so yourself. He that does not is. jump at his problems. God damn it. Anyway, they jump. At, he jumps at the ghost. He misses twice. They go search for clues. Uh, or oh, wait, no, Castile yeah, shows a, up first. A scary right? figure comes through the window and the brothers grab them because they fight scary things. And Fred still- grabs him! Oh, does Piece he? Shit. My bad. Yeah, he Sorry, I forgot. Oh, they were going for him, but Fred was too alpha for him. Uh, so, Castiel, their lovable third wheel is there. Castiel is uh, an angel or something. I don't know, it's been a while. It's and he was off doing... He was off doing something that I assume is important to the actual supernatural plot, but then he saw the TV and got sucked in as well. And <laughs> saw, he saw them drive off and has been fo- following them on foot ever since. As somebody who has never seen Supernatural, I love to think that this episode is just, like, weird and that it's right in the middle of another major arc. <laughs> <laughs> when you're binging it, like, the previous cliffhanger was them being like, so the only way to beat him is... To go to the Tree of Life. <laughs> to go to the and pawn like, shop. <laughs> and then next week it cuts to this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did write oh. Fred has never been this alpha. And then they find the second body, which is a ritual murder. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, gr- <laughs> yes. it's for a TV show. It is gruesome. It, I've, gosh, I, I don't have an image in front of me. I believe the head is severed on the floor, and then the headless abdomen is <laughs> is hung to the ceiling by, by ropes? Its limbs. By its limbs. Yeah, it's, it's terrifying. And so there's a couple of combinations out there. Peanut butter and jelly. Hawaiian bread and chicken. And I wrote, Ritual Murder and Scooby-Doo. Success. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I believe oh, this is a, right around the time when, when I believe Dean asked Daphne, right after watching these murders, he's like, oh, what do you find attractive in a guy? And, and Daphne's like, oh, he's really strong and has an ascot looking at, looking at Fred. When you look at, if you watch Supernatural Writers, if you watch the original Scooby-Doo's, Daphne does not ever look in front of her. All she does is look like mentally handicapped throughout the entire show. Like, <laughs> she she, she looks, just looks through Fred more than <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She looks dazed most of the time. All the, well, in the 60s episodes, they're all really high all the time, having poor decisions yeah. and stuff. I, I haven't seen any new Scooby-Doo. I think I've seen, like, one of the movies, maybe, most recently. I think the last major mode movie I actually seen was Cyber Chase back in, like, 2000. Oh, so. Yeah, same with me. Uh, we should yeah. totally have a Patreon level where we watch the WWE ones, because none of us are wrestling fans. I, I really... Yes. There was one movie, I don't remember which one it was, but it was when, like, the gang breaks up. It was, like, the first movie. Was that Zombie Island? Oh, God, I don't, I don't think so. I think it was the one... I think it was the witch one. The witch's ghost. Yeah, and I believe they all break up. They all get a different job, and they all come back here. I would love to do that on this podcast, because that one, I'm sure it's just... I think that's Zombie Island, because Scooby's a drug sniffer, except all he does yeah, is find food. That yeah, that was, a, that was good. That was, that was a solid <laughs> solid film, even coming from a heavily biased Scooby-Doo podcast. Uh, yeah, so yeah, um, I would love to see how Fred acts in those movies, though, because I don't know if he's... That's know. true. Yeah, th- I think they got how Fred acts from new Scooby-Doo episodes, is what I'm saying. And how mm-hmm. I'm going to say he doesn't Daphne even acts. do those in new Scooby-Doo episodes, yeah, even though I, this, I is, this has to be new Scooby-Doo. This isn't, right. like, set back in the original series. This is, like, a new 
version real where they're like was... college kids and not 14 year olds otherwise it'd be a real weird episode <laughs> oh, so remember the Johnny Bravo remember the Johnny Bravo thing I what remember Johnny, Johnny Bravo, Bravo thing <laughs> no but they have since I think aged up the characters if I remember correctly like there's an episode where Fred goes to college or some shit and sucks at college or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> he, I college. was majoring in traps. Well, I went on Fred in college. He's like telling his like friends, like, dude, you gotta do this work for me, man. Like, you gotta do this prank. <laughs> I, no, I imagine, like, I think the Fred's new taking one. a bunch of Adderall trying to experience, <laughs> like. I imagine that Fred has, like, a really buff, like, weight, weightlifter uh, roommate, and the weightlifter's like, come on, Fred, you wanna, you wanna go to the gym? It's trap day. It's like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that was roommate's the fucking robot. <laughs> yeah, it turns out his roommate was the villain, obviously. Red herring. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> the, right, joke, anyway. The, the gang splits up, and, uh, and, and jokes. Can't really read my note, but the gang s- splits up in search for clues. Yeah, so it's uh, let's 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 mark the teams here. You got uh, Dean with uh, Fred and Daphne. Uh, you got Scooby and Shaggy with Castiel, and you got uh, Sam and uh, uh, Velma. Velma. Uh, Vel- Her name's Velma. We've only done three thirty fucking episodes. I've only uh, seen like six hundred and twelve <laughs> episodes of Scooby Doo. Okay, give me a goddamn break. So uh, then they start shipping uh, Velma and. Uh, Sam. You Dean, know there's Sam. already so much like fan art about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, that, that move surprises no one. This is the CW, after all. <laughs> so, they, uh, they find a bunch of toys, and yep. uh, Sam is yeah, like, Hey, there's no... Uh, Sex these, <laughs> these These toys are covered in ectoplasm. Because I don't touch them. Um, hey, Daphne, why don't you turn on this fan? <laughs> so, so... So, Sam... Sam, Sam I know like, this episode. Yeah, Daphne, touch that, touch that fan. Fred, go sit in that bathtub. <laughs> Sam's like, De- Sam's like, uh, Velma, you got, there's real fucking ghosts and terrifying things that are beyond mortal comprehension. And she's like, nah, silly, that's not possible. They're all crooked real estate agents. Which I get it. That's usually their MO. <laughs> um, but no, a ghost shows up. Uh, yeah, an actual ghost shows up, and it's terrifying, and actually looks like a ghost rather than the classic Hanna-Barbera guy in a suit. Which was a little disappointing. That was another one of my notes that's too well animated. Uh, like, a part of the charm for me is how shitty the costumes are. Like, maybe it's just a guy wearing a trench coat with blue skin. He's a real ghost, though. That's true. That's true. I still would prefer it if it looked shitty. <laughs> Which is why Velma wouldn't believe it's a real ghost. It's like, look how shitty that is. <laughs> oh, I, I also requested... I wish they had a laugh track. And that only uh, Sam and Dean could hear. Or only they acknowledged. Oh, yeah, uh, on that note, though, uh, Velma, if you watch, if, if uh, Supernatural has paid attention to the Scooby-Doo lore, Velma <laughs> believes her, 
our ghost quite often. Yeah. Almost yes. every episode, she fully believes it. <laughs> Until the last minute. Yeah, and then she takes credit for knowing the whole time that there wasn't. It's almost <laughs> the worst. Uh, so, uh, for real, though, they, they, they got some uh, more things wrong from the original, which is what makes me think that they're taking this off of another, yeah. like, Scooby-Doo lore that isn't those shitty old <laughs> cartoons we watch from the show. Yeah, I think a Mystery Incorporated or something actually has, like, an overarching plot and stuff. Yeah. Really been mean to check it out. <laughs> um... So Shaggy oh. tries to abandon his friends as, upon seeing how scary this is. He instead, uh, as a callback, gets yeah, okay. clinging to the drain pipe. Mm-hmm. The drain pipe with Scooby mm-hmm. er, uh, starts to fall off, and we get our first act break. Or there was probably one before this. Yeah, there was definitely one before that. But okay, uh, amazing part. Uh, I don't mean to take this from you, Winston, but Shaggy breaking his fucking arm is so <laughs> smart. Oh yeah, the, so it hits the. The drain pipe falls, Scooby tries to catch it, Castiel jumps after them, and I guess he can fly, I forgot. Yeah. And he gently gets them down, but Shaggy breaks his arm. Yeah, which is hilarious, because Shaggy references that he never breaks his arm. His friend was bleeding, because the, oh, the ghost attacked them. <laughs> oh, yeah, what were you saying, Tony? This is well, probably the first time Shaggy or Fred has ever felt pain in their lives. <laughs> <laughs> but she's pretty good. Is, yeah. I, I really like that uh, that uh, that tidbit there. I, I really respected it. Yeah, that was that was great. completely fine. The Scooby Doo took a very backseat role to like a lot of this episode. Yeah, like, he really wasn't brought up all that much. It's hard to have a conversation with him though. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I did like they put Castiel, not the Tony and Clark really though, but Castiel with them was a good touch. I, that was my favorite team up. I I wrote at the end that. Uh, Dean and Daphne made, it made me uncomfortable how aggressive he was at the end he grabs her <laughs> arm as she's walking away and he <laughs> I, I did not like it but I did write Cass plus Shaggy and Scooby that's great yeah. I, give me a whole episode of that which Yo, you might get I think they were yes all, I, think, I, I got I one chance to do my wife who I'm gonna take <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Uh, da- Daphne body pillows are available in Leisure Run-Up slash shop. They were always there. <laughs> well, it's just that I had too many. I'm like, yeah, I can put them on the store. <laughs> it's weird how fast they're selling. <laughs> so, so that, that, that's, uh, that, that, uh, that, that perspective, Tony is completely right. Though it's I do true, Winston. <laughs> Weirdly true. Yeah, <laughs> I do agree with you, Winston. That it made me un- more uncomfortable than anything. The the Dean Fred dynamic was still better, even though we know it was wrong. Um, mm-hmm. The Sam Velma dynamic was good because okay, wait, I have belief to versus. I don't have a choice. Okay, <laughs> at the end, at the end, Velma kisses Sam. <laughs> right, I don't have a choice. Well, spoiler, okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> you don't have a choice. <laughs> I can't control myself. The podcasting spirits are shooting through my being. <laughs> so, so Dean walks up and goes, damn it, it's always the quiet one. Like, like he picked wrong. He thought Daphne would be the slut, but he was totally Oh my gosh. One. Yeah, you know, really that's true, though. Uh, I, mean, yeah. I, I, don't know, I don't know if I use the word slut, but the one interested in him. Dean's got a great uh, interest in 
you know, specifically women who just want to have sex. <laughs> so, yeah, he's like really considering personality here and everything. I haven't seen anything on the CW, so honestly, he could be like that in the show, and I wouldn't know. <laughs> I don't think he's this bad. I haven't seen him in a long time. Uh, yeah, but uh, you guys know uh, it was easy. So, so we we're skipping ahead to the we skipped straight fucking ahead to the kiss. But oh, oh uh, yeah, I, I want we covered some important stuff. This is the big the big thing is the brothers realize they have to tell them it's a cartoon, and it oh, breaks yeah. their minds. Amazing. Daphne <laughs> has an existential crisis. Daphne, Daphne, it, this, this made the crossover for me. Daphne goes, oh my gosh, if ghosts are real, that means heaven is real, which means hell is real. Am I going to hell? <laughs> Daphne, Daphne has an existential crisis about going to hell. That is fucking great. What made, what made the episode and then Shaggy's like, I told you, man! <laughs> 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 what makes it great for me is the lion like Daphne is like, oh, I'll get the shotgun and Velma says, I'll get two shotguns. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, that was the word on Scooby Doo. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they they resolve at that point to catch the ghost. Um, Dean has Fred build a trap, uh, and they. The gang is he drops the F word at one point, and I cracked up. It was so unnecessary. <laughs> when so they they're like, all right, we're going to fight this ghost, and they open their trunk, which is like where they keep all their weapons. And Fred is like, oh, can I have one? And Dean's like, no, you gotta do what you. F- I forget where it is, but it's somewhere in the sentence of you gotta do what you fucking do best, and or the, or I don't know the best the best the best you. I don't fucking know. But yeah, it was so <laughs> funny. It was so out of nowhere. <laughs> and you know what he's be- fucking best at? Building traps. Uh, I think so. There was a part where he bleeped him out earlier in the episode too. Oh, I guess maybe it's a running That's joke. Thinking, but that was also equally great. The the trap is exactly the same from uh, almost exactly the same, minus the coconuts, the axe, uh, and the chain. It's almost exactly the same from the trap ex- uh, in the um, in the actual episode. Uh, it's got soap suds, it's got an ironing board that springs, and it's got a washing machine. So their plan was to trip the ghost, but the ghost is a ghost. <laughs> well, so, well, this is proven later. They knew it wasn't yeah, going to work. They did. They did. And basically, just to get them out of the way, which is great. I love, yes. yeah, I love when they break or if someone is stuck in a TV show and they use the logic of that they would know from the outside. So basically, the trap, of course, it doesn't work because the ghost just goes through the coconuts that are dropped on him. And I believe Castiel says the trap didn't work, and Dean replies, "The traps never work." <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was. It was no Castiel was in the, <laughs> the washing machine. It was yeah. it was Dean to Sam. Yeah, I think oh, okay. Sam said that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, they fucking nailed it. Well, as I said, the only thing they did not nail was the Fred dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the ghosts then fall. They trick it into a trap door. It falls Fred down the slides. Velma, to, be, to be honest, Fred or Velma. Velma was not released. <laughs> yeah. Velma well, they're not following the '60s show. We we are a couple decades behind. <laughs> we'll get there eventually, fans. <laughs> 
<laughs> we have so many fan letters saying, dude, you know there's more shows than the 60s episodes. Uh, so they fall, it falls through the slides into a circle of salt, which I really enjoyed. It was like a perfect combination of Scooby-Doo catching a monster and Supernatural catching a monster. Oh, yeah. Uh, the ghost is revealed to be a ghost child who is being u- used by Jay, the business owner from before. Uh, his soul was when he died it was trapped in a pocket knife that Jay then plants on things so he will he'll like plant it in a store which will ruin the store so the store owner will uh, want to sell to Jay which is a real estate scam I loved it yes, loved it, it. that it was yeah. amazing it's, that's so clever that's these, these fucking writers it. nail it yeah to watch Supernatural. If it's like this... I episode. do not think it is. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so the the uh, the Scooby gang at the point where they catch the ghost is still a fucking mess because... Also great. Yes, because they, they're... Now that they know that ghosts actually is, exist, uh, they are having all having panic attacks equally. Um, <laughs> uh, I think it's Fred who says, Is this hell on Earth? Is the apocalypse coming? <laughs> um, so, in order to to make the Scooby Gang go back to normal, they have the ghost kid fake being the crooked real estate agent. And they unmask him, and it's the bad guy from the first one, Mr. Creep. So, so it resets the canon and makes everything normal in their reality. Yeah. And then and there's, the, there's. And they the pretend that they were scene. wrong. <laughs> yes, exactly. There's a romantic scene between Velma and Sam where uh, Velma dips Sam like a fucking ballet superstar. Or super. I just want to mention this. Under that turtleneck is a fucking buff-ass chick. Yo, we all know can, it. She, can and she already was. So yeah. Yeah. She oh, we mentioned lift, this. She can lift both Shaggy and Scooby. Shaggy's like a pint size, but Scooby's at least 100 pounds. So... <laughs> She could do that easily, so uh, obviously uh, Dean backed the wrong course on this one. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know if I want that. No, this, well, this, I mean, don't kink shame Clark. He loves being crushed, as we established earlier. <laughs> yeah, come Whether on. it be Six Walls or a nerdy girl. Velma for best waifu. Oddly, <laughs> <laughs> this show provably true. <laughs> uh, so... Scooby's then presented with the Confederate dollars, which I was, I watched the Supernatural episode first, so I thought that was just a joke. Oh no, uh, like they did not hammer in the Confederate stuff enough. <laughs> yeah, real real big plot hole, and I think the biggest plot hole in this episode, really no Confederate flags in this one. Was <laughs> <laughs> the biggest crime to the kid. Actually, I have one bigger plot hole, and that's that, where did the, bad, the real bad guy go when they were fighting the ghost? He was probably murdered off screen. No, he came back though. They arrested him at the end. I'm pretty sure. I, I don't think there is. I don't think they showed a like a oh, cop or arrest scene. Oh, maybe they didn't. Maybe it is. So they just the framed. The wait, they just framed the lawyer. The lawyer didn't do anything yeah. in the animated universe. Sure. So they just framed a man. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's probably dead though. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, officer, he's right here in the circle of salt. Oh gosh! There's just a corpse. What? <laughs> the bodies around here. <laughs> it might not be as happy an ending as Dean and Sam like to believe. Well, yeah. What's, what's funny about that is there is actually corpses in the house. Yeah, you're not explaining that away. 
Oh, man. And that's the end of uh, Supernatural. Uh, they get out. They they s- stop Jay. Uh, Dean's wearing a, a comical ascot, which I thought yeah, was... Don't they say something like they hacked his finances? Yes, they do. Quiet, Tony. <laughs> this, was, this was a great episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they hacked his finances to show that though he was legally buying the businesses, he was not paying taxes. And then the cops show up. Which is hilarious, because had he been paying taxes, every illegal ass shit he did would have been fine. Yeah, and that was... The cops show up real quick. I I didn't think they would show up that quick for a white-collar crime. I feel like the legal system doesn't extend to supernatural events being used for real estate gain. Yes. Uh, But... As a whole, ten out of ten, amazing. I loved it. Uh, oh yeah! If y'all oh, man, they should do more crossovers with like other random TV shows. Well, uh, Clark recently shared just shared an article before we started recording. Uh, Clark, you want to tell us what it is? Some yeah, big future. Uh, uh, <laughs> hot off the presses, um, the CW has ordered an, the animated crossover series for the next season. Scooby-Doo and Supernatural are getting, at the very least, five episodes, wow, which are going to release amazing. on February 29th, 2019. Amazing. I, I, I feel like they can't match it. Like, uh, a whole series I, won't live up to, to I the same. Like, they use up their jokes. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'll try it. Yeah. If we brought up Spaceballs earlier, have you seen the Spaceballs animated series? Oh, no, we don't talk about that. <laughs> it is unbearable. No, 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 no. Remember that I cannot gag believe it. Where there's the yellow book that's not painted in the background. Oh, I can't believe I have it written down. <laughs> that was right. such a that was so fiction. so. Cut this in. <laughs> God, that was so close. Uh, when when uh, Dean is is split up with Fred and Daphne, they're in this library, and he. Not in like the beautifully painted backgrounds. Oh, please remind me to talk about painted backgrounds because I have a request for fans. Um, and yeah. the beautifully painted background, there's this bright yellow book that is clearly not painted. And Dean walks up and goes, "Look at this book. What about it? Well, it's not painted." No, they <laughs> start like pulling it. No, they say, "What book?" Because they're not aware of it. <laughs> of course, of course, they're not He's aware. Thinking fourth dimensionally. Okay, also, a little more news on that that Scooby Natural thing as I just read it. April Scooby Gang is going to be missing Fred and Velma. So, oh, Sam and Dean are going to be taking over their roles in the, the spinoff. I'm not sure I feel about that. More harassing Daphne, huh? Yeah, I was going to say, that's probably what it is. Um... Well, it also might just not be wanting to pay voice act. <laughs> but how are they going to ship Velma and Sam if they get rid of Velma? They're going to ship Scooby and Sam. Scam. It's a scam. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, um, do we have any closing thoughts here? I do. Yeah, great. I loved it. I loved every second of it. Tony, uh... I do have one final thought, but Tony, what'd you think of your first Supernatural episode? What do you think of this? Uh, it was very good. Um, as for every watching part, all of it. <laughs> no, as for every part that was like out of Scooby-verse, they were like very CW, and then once they, very was, handsome. <laughs> once they were in Scooby-verse, it was like, oh, okay, I can watch this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was most comfortable in the Scooby-verse myself. <laughs> Be like Elsa and just let go. 
<laughs> oh, that was pretty rough. That was pretty rough. <laughs> That was. Oh. It was very early on. I think we're going to TV. So hey, anyway, target uh, fan base. Remember this <laughs> other thing you like? What if that thing was in this thing? <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Are you talking about the Scooby Doo crossover that just happened? <laughs> no, no, that was fun. If there, if there was a supernatural Frozen crossover, <laughs> would watch that. <laughs> I can cross over any show, and I will still probably watch that. <laughs> if, the, if the quality matches what they did. Yeah, that's true. I probably have to know the show. I haven't seen Frozen yet. <laughs> that screams direct to VHS. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's just like Scooby-Doo meets the Harlem Globetrotters meets Batman, etc. They'll eventually have Supernatural meets the, meets the Jetsons, meets point, Mr. Robot. They have to. <laughs> So, oh yeah, so uh, when this episode, when the Scooby-Doo episode started, there was a beautiful painting of this horrifying mansion, and I remember, and I have been searching for original Scooby-Doo artwork, and I found a forum where people were discussing this, because obviously the animation is so terrible, but like the backgrounds and all Hanna-Barbera stuff is pretty good, especially like Johnny Quest and Scooby-Doo stuff, I would love that. Apparently, back in the day to save money, after they made the episode, or as soon as they like got the frames down, they would wash off the canvas. <laughs> so, so many of those beautiful backgrounds are just lost to time. Someone mentioned they got one because an artist stole it and took it home, and like got it passed down or whatever. So if anyone out there has one they're willing to sell, hit me up! It's gonna be it's like a little pricey. Of Confederate dollars. Of Confederate dollars. Mmm, I see that. Wow, it's my favorite episode, the one with my uncle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this has been Scooby Natural. This has been what the what the fuck it was called? A night of fright is not is no delight. Is no delight. This has been the Legion of Renov, which is a podcast, I think. More uh, D&D podcast. We'll do episodes release every Tuesday. <laughs> God damn it. And, and we are uh, hope you have. <laughs> we, it, thanks for reaching this Patreon tier and, and pawn and all that stuff so we may make that money and we have reached the tier of making a Scooby-Doo show just for you, the lovely audience. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> on that note, and away we go. <laughs> Alright, good night, everybody. That sucks so much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it looks like uh, that fruit from the Tree of Life is needed to open the rift to the apocalypse world, which it seems to be important. Oh, damn, that was (laughs) a (laughs) lot.